Hey, 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 and welcome back to Intentionally Hoping. I would like to say a big thank you to everyone who listened to last week's How Is My Spiritual Health episode. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen, rating and sharing. And if this is your first time, welcome. I am so happy you joined me today. Please take the time to have a listen to last week's episode and the previous episodes. Please take the time to follow me on Instagram and check out my post each and every Monday, Intentional Mindset Monday, and every Thursday, the word of the day. Disclaimer, I am not a counsellor yet. If any topic covered in this podcast affects you, please speak to a professional to support you in your healing journey. Personal disclaimer, this podcast is not about being perfect. I am not a perfect person. The lessons I would like to share are from my own imperfect journey of events that have shaped my life in diverse ways. These experiences and events have taught me how to evolve overcome, press through, respect the process of healing, being renewed in body and mind. This podcast is to hopefully encourage you to start your own journey. I really hope you do enjoy this podcast, the authenticity, the vulnerability of me expressing how I am growing with intention every day. This is a series of five episodes of Discovering Who Am I? what I have discovered that has been holding me back, the lessons I have learned to reconnect to myself. Each episode contains a topic, a nugget from the book of the month, the song of the week, and a quote or scripture. My outward self, my physical body, my inward self, mental and emotional wellness. How is my spiritual health? how I speak to myself and others, relationships. This week's topic is how I speak to myself and others. I'm taking a scripture from Proverbs 18.21, Amplified Bible. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruits and bear the consequences of their words. There is so much power in our tongues. Words can change your perception about yourself and others. They can help you to excel or to lead you to your downfall. We really need to be intentional how we use our words towards ourselves and to others. Some people speak words over you and these words can affect you for your lifetime. Negative words like, you're ugly, you're fat, you'll never amount to nothing, you can't sing, you can't do this, you can't do that. All negative words implant themselves in you. Words that are not spoken in love are often expressed in anger, resentment, frustration, tiredness, hurt and shame. Most of the time people are speaking words out of their own insecurities. The words you choose 
can literally transform your brain because positive words can change your brain. While researching about positive words, this article came up. Speak with kindness, how words literally reconstruct your brain. From this article, you can understand the following. Dr. Andrew Newberg, a neuroscientist at Thomas Jefferson University, and Mark Robert Waldman, a communications expert, have written together the book, Words Can Change Your Brain. In this book, they write, a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. When you use positive words like love, peace and loving kindness, we can modify our brain's functions by increasing cognitive reasoning and strengthening areas of the frontal lobes. Using positive words more often than negative words can activate the motivational centers of the brain, propelling them into action. When you use negative words, we are preventing certain neurochemicals from being produced, which contribute to stress management. So when we allow negative words and concepts into our thoughts, we are increasing the activities of our brain's fear center, the amygdala, and causing stress-producing hormones to flood our system. These hormones and neurotransmitters interrupt the logic and reasoning processes in the brain and inhabit normal functionality. Newberg and Waldman write, angry words send alarm messages to the brain and they partially shut down the logic and reasoning centres located in the frontal lobes. An expert from their book tells us how using positive words can literally change your reality. By holding a positive and optimistic word in your mind, you stimulate frontal lobe activity. This area includes language centers that connect directly to the motor cortex responsible for the moving you into action. And as our research has shown, the longer you concentrate on positive words, the more you begin to affect your areas of your brain. Functions in the parietal lobe start to change, which changes the perception of yourself and the people you interact with. A positive view of yourself will bias you towards seeing the good in others, whereas a negative self-image will include you to suspicion and doubt. Over time, the structure of your thamalus will also change in response to your conscious words, thoughts and feelings. And we believe changes that the thamalic changes affect the way in which you perceive reality. A study done by Positive Psychology elaborates on the effects of using positive words. A large group of adults aged 35 to 54 were asked to write down three things that went well for them that day, including an explanation of why. Over the next three months, their degrees of happiness continued to increase and their feelings of depression continued to decrease even though they had discontinued the writing experiment, by focusing and reflecting on positive language, thoughts, feelings and emotions, we, we can improve our overall well-being and increase our functionality of our brain. 
I found that article really, really interesting. That we can definitely reshape our views of ourselves, our views of others, just by speaking positive words to ourselves. It's, the mind is so great and it's so dangerous at the same time. That's why we have to be really intentional about how we use our words because we can live or die under this words. It's really, really amazing. Um, I really hope you understand that you have the power to change your mind. Positive words are so important in our development. From the time we are born, that interaction that we have with our mother and father and those around us shape us. If we don't feel love, if we don't feel safe, if we don't feel warm, if we're not fed on time, if we are not said, spoken over with positivity, it damages us within our brain. This is what it's telling you. Within our brain, it starts to shape us. It starts to shape our perception of the world. So it's important for us to speak positive words. I've seen this experiment where they speak to plants. They speak negative words to these plants and they speak positive words to another set of plants. And the words that were positively spoken over the plant would grow. And the one that was spoken negatively would die. If it can do that to a plant, what is it doing to us as people? Think about it. What is it really doing to us? From when I was in primary school, there was always something negative being said. Oh, you're ugly. Your hair's too coarse. Your skin's too dark. You don't wear the right clothes. You don't go the same places as you do, as we do. You don't have enough money to hang around with us. You know, these kind of aspects of negativity kind of shaped me in my early years of school because I didn't really fit in with anybody. I always felt that I wasn't pretty enough. I didn't have silky or curly hair. I didn't have nice shoes. I didn't have the name branded clothes or shoes that everybody else was wearing. And so I always felt kind of left out. And then even at home, not always positive words were spoken over me. It shaped me to believe that I wasn't good enough. I would definitely have to work harder to, to gain more. Figuring out what to say, how to look or who to be at a young age as a child is so confusing. And dealing with that at the best of times in school is hard enough, much less when you have to go through it at home. People are going through this at home. I went through this at home as well. There was a point where telling the truth wasn't good enough, you know, expressing how you felt or trying to express who you was, wasn't taken very well. You had to be 
be seen but not heard. So there was a long period of time when I didn't really speak. I didn't speak to people about what I may have been going through at home or at school. I didn't speak about all these things. I kept it all inside and that negative words and actions that were replaying within me and causing me to more isolated within myself. Outwardly at school, I was the happy-go-lucky person, easygoing, fun. I used to be a bit of a tomboy, so I'd play with the boys and I'd love to wear trousers, climb trees, play football, had get into some fights with the boys. This was my kind of way of being comfortable because then I wouldn't be a threat to the girls, I wouldn't be a threat to the boys <laughs> and I wouldn't get too much attention. So that kind of worked for me. But I found that I wasn't the only one who was dealing with insecurities and issues at home or issues at school. There were quite a few of us. And for some reason, people were attracted to talk to me about their concerns and about what was going on at home. And I listened to them. And I heard what they were saying. And I understood their pain because I was that same person going through my own stuff. I had empathy for them because that was me. But listening to them and trying to encourage them and support them the best way I could at that young age, I couldn't really tell anybody how, what I was going through or how I was feeling. I still kept that boxed up inside for a long, long time. And that's what I carried into my adulthood. You know, I didn't really share a lot about myself with others because of the fear of their response, the shame that I would feel. It was easier to wear a mask, to not really let anybody in. I had low self-esteem. I had no real confidence And I really hated confrontation. When I had my first serious relationship, I wanted to make that person happy. I wanted to, you know, look after that person well, treat them well, be that good woman, be that good girlfriend, you know, cook, clean, do whatever it took to make that person happy. But as I was doing that, I was not speaking of any concerns that I may have about how they were trying to restrict me from making friends or or the time that I could go out to work or to do certain things. I didn't realise that because I was so willing to please that they were trying to take my freedom away in such a way. And I didn't really have the words to say much or to do anything about it because I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to upset anybody. So I allowed their negative ways and words to try and control me. Only later did I start to get the courage to want to speak up. Something changed within me, like through the years at living at home and not being able to talk or to have my truth be heard, 
going through a relationship like this and then getting the courage to come out of the relationship later on kind of changed my way of thinking because now it wasn't just about me, it was about my children as well. I had to learn to start to speak up. In that learning of trying to speak up, it didn't always come out well because I didn't know how to express it because I had hidden it for so long. It was more angry, more hurt, more pain because I had held how I felt, how words had molded and shaped me inwardly had now no true form on how to, I didn't have the vocabulary, should I say, to how to express what I wanted to express. So therefore, the words that I came out, came out harshly. They didn't come out with the intention to explain how I was feeling well, because I couldn't explain it myself, how I was feeling. I didn't understand what I was feeling. So therefore couldn't translate it in a way that was understood by others. When we are not taught or observe people around us displaying good communication skills, we don't know how to reciprocate that. We don't know how to express ourselves well. It's important that we have to therefore relearn, relearn how to do this. And for me, I wanted my children to be able to have that freedom and openness to talk to me about anything. So I had to therefore try and be open with them for them to feel comfortable to do the same for me. Opening the door to communication is really difficult, especially when you haven't, you don't know what are the good points and how to get there because you've never been shown. So you will definitely make mistakes and mistakes are what I made because I held on to so much hurt and pain and resentment and fears for a while and therefore unable to speak to people correctly. How I relearned how to speak was not always the correct way and I found at times while I was trying to relearn and to new to regain new skills in communication I would make errors because I was still in times when I was feeling emotional sick tired lonely depressed fearful I could not take that moment to think realign myself properly to therefore communicate well always I would be the person who would be there for bringing negativity through words to others 
now I can see that on reflection, but I will never know the true extent of how those words, how they were received and how they may impact others and their lives now. I've had to self-analyze myself and tell the truth to myself of how I have expressed myself well and how I have not. So that accountability is not easy because you have to really be honest and put yourself in a vulnerable place. And then you need to reconcile with those people that you may have offended and hurt by your words. Because I never, I may never get that from anybody else that has hurt me with their words and hasn't believed my truth. I will not, maybe not in my lifetime, receive that. And therefore, I had to definitely make sure that I was the one to change that mindset, to change that generational curse or generational way of thinking within, because there is power in our tongue. And I did not want to carry that into my children's generation and their children's generation. So I had to put it to bed and find a way to change that. The way I now speak to others with practice, with the braveness to say, Genevieve, you messed up there. You need to go and apologize. With the hope and understanding that I can make better choices with my words, better relationships with my words, better future for myself and others through my words. I want to always encourage people. And <clears throat> and that's what I'm doing with this podcast. I'm trying to encourage people not to make the same mistakes as I have or to see that as I'm talking, you can see the own your own mistakes that you have made and then make that decision. Well, do you know what? If she can do it, then I can change the way I'm speaking. I can change the way I'm speaking to myself, how, I can, how I'm speaking to others and how I can renew my mind and regain power back. You might not get that power back that people try to take from you from, because you cannot be accountable for their actions. You can only be accountable for your actions. So regain your power back. That's what I've been doing, regaining my power back in the way that I talk. Now, you know, it's still it's still a work in action, believe me, but I am so much better and I'm so free in the way that I talk to people. My children would, can see the benefits of it. Others around me can see the benefits of it. It's a good, really good place to be at and to know that just by consciously being aware of my tongue and the effects that it can have positively or negatively. 
I'm wanting to see more positivity within me. How I speak over to, over myself. You know, I spoke over myself repeatedly what people were saying about me and believing it. And I had to recondition my mind to say that is negative thought. I'm not taking that. I am rejecting that. I am choosing to reject that. That's not mine. I'm putting it down and then choosing a different narrative to say over myself, to speak something positive, life-giving, life-changing, the way I view myself, the way I see my situations, the way I view my life. So once again, I use the the five tool step that I've been sharing with you guys. So I had to look at the pre-contemplation and that was just really looking at how were the words that were spoken over my life, how, in what content were they spoken, in what season were they spoken, how did they make me feel, how did my outlook change after those words had been spoken of me. Who did I become? How did I speak to others after those words had been spoken over me? And then once I had found out how they affected me, I had to look at the contemplation of how I was going to deactivate these words in my mind, in my body in my spiritual being. And I had to look at, okay, that word was spoken over me then. And that was the season I was in. What have I learned from that season? How, how can I overcome what was said to me? And was there any truth in it? Why did I believe it? Why did I allow it to affect me? Sometimes you're affected because of the season that you're in. You were emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially stressed at that time. And when you're in those seasons, you can't think correctly or straight. Everything seems dark and heavy. So obviously you're not going to be in the right mind to process these things and to say, in that instant, no, I'm not taking that. That's not, that's not mine. I don't want that. You can't speak that over me. But once you realize that these negative words that have been spoken over you have no power now because you're not in that same season, you can see them differently. You can see them for what they are. The lie, the negativity, that person was just trying to manipulate and use and abuse you at that time or you'd been doing the same to others and once you've established that then you can move forward onto the preparation of how to change your mindset speaking positive words over yourself saying affirmations reading your bible um, reading books that are positive are helping you to understand how the mind works and how trauma works and how the body is affected by the words that you retain because sometimes we have ailments in our bodies that are from negative words and actions that people have done to us and that we've received and held on to 
Sometimes you might have a back pain or a headache and that headache is not necessarily a true headache. The headache comes from the repetitiveness of you processing that negative word and it becomes a part of you until you decide to reject it. That's why I love exercise. I found that exercise helped me to get rid of that negative energy that I was storing within myself. That time of doing the workout, doing the run, helps me not to focus on the things that are bothering me or or causing me to be restless at that time. But it allows me to step outside of myself and to forget about it for a moment. But also the positivity that that exercise is doing to my body helps to generate natural endorphins that bring joy and happiness and release that um, chemicals within the body that causes stress, the cortisol, um, the stress hormones. People will think I'm crazy. Why are you doing this exercise? Why are you running? It's because it helps me. Find things that help you to de-stress, paint, read, laugh, sing, dance. Whatever your happy is, do those things more. The more you sit in the darkness of your regrets, your disappointments, your resentment, your fears, you're going to be stuck there. You need to start freeing yourself, start moving, find new ways of thinking, new ways of doing And that leads into the action. When you're doing these things, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to think so much clearer. You're going to talk to people differently, act differently. Your speech is going to be different. People will say to me, Genevieve, wow, um, you're speaking more positively. You're speaking more confidently because I'm not hanging on to those old ways of thinking. The doubts are not there in doubting myself. Well, that person said, I couldn't do that very well. So I doubted anything that I was doing. But now I'm like, do you know what? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I like it. I'm going to see if this works for me. And I'm not going to think about how others are reacting to me taking a step out. Because people will react. People don't always understand the changes that you're making or the reasons why you're making them. But that's cool. That's fine. You have to be happy with that. You have to be content with that because you can't please and do everything for everybody. But what you can do is be honest and true to yourself. Why are you not happy? Because you're listening to this resounding voice that is telling you the negatives. Start acting in the positive, speaking in the positive and doing things that are positive for you. So I really hope that you got a lot out of this. Um, And I hope to cover a subject like this again a bit deeper. Um, Improve how you think and more of how the mind really works. I'd really like to go deeper into that. Um, As I said before, there's a really good book. Um what happened to you with Oprah Winfrey and um, Dr. Perry Um, because it gives you the really scientific ways of the brain how it works and sometimes we don't realize that it's okay to feel the way that we feel yes we we you know God allows us to feel angry God allows us to feel 
upset and um, we have the power to change that into the positive, move forward and to leave that behind. So let's get to the song of the day. The song of the day is a song by Jonathan McReynolds. It's called Lover of My Soul. And the words are like this. They're human bones, as fragile as mine. I have my flaws, but they have the same kind. I was ashamed, because I couldn't see. But Grace says that they're in the same boat as me. But what I lack... You are full of, and where I am broken, you are whole, and what I am doubting, you are sure of. So I'll trust the lover of my soul. I'm not afraid of the arrows by day, nor the darkness that comes when the sun rolls away. Lord, you know that my strength never lasts, but you make up for every weakness I have, and what I lack, you are full of. And where I am broken, you are whole. And what I am doubting, you are sure of. I'll trust the lover of my soul. This is a really nice song. Um, I just came across it recently. But it's a beautiful song. And, you know, what we need to remember is that we are all bones and flesh. And we are all people. And as I said in the beginning, people hurt people because of their own fears and own securities and own disappointments resentments whatever it may be we all feel it we all have been there so just remembering that that person who was giving you that rubbish or treating you away they are human too and until they choose to discover the reasons why they are feeling the way that they do and why they react and talk to people like that. You have to just believe and know that they are the same as you. And you have a responsibility to change the way that you talk to people and the way that you interact with others. So be encouraged, people, that we are all the same There was one more song. I keep doing this because I love songs. I really do love songs. And this is um, Fear Is Not Welcome. We do a lot of stuff because of the fear. When you fear something, you want to defend yourself in some form of way, you know, but we don't have to live in fear. It's okay for peace to reside where fear was. There's where fear was, you can have joy. You can express kindness and, and, and laugh and be happy again. But fear is not welcome. And this song by Brian Courtney Wilson. Let me begin and confess I need your healing. I made a friend of the fear I have been feeling. I believe the lies it spoke that led me it's into doubts. But I'm calling on your angel armies now. Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome in my heart anymore. I'm casting it away by the power in your name. Fear is not welcome in my heart anymore. There is so much I don't know, but I know you're faithful. If mountains need to be moved, I know you are able. 
I will lift my hands again and believe what I believe. The Lord is on my side and now I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free. Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome. Fear is not welcome in my heart anymore. Love those words. That's a lovely song. Again, just so true to what we're talking about. And I really hope you take the time to listen. All the links are in the description of this podcast. So you can listen to that on any of your music providers. It's great stuff, great stuff. And the word for today is Galatians 5, 22 to 25. This is taken from the New Living Translation. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Wow. Really, really good word. And just one more. Once again, spoiling you guys. Philippians 4, 9, New Living Translation. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Keep on practicing how to do the good things, talking the good things. Keep speaking the things of the spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the self-control. Self-control people. Keep practicing it, keep practicing it, keep practicing it. And then the God of peace will be with you. Because when we live in this place of negativity and fear, there is so much oh, heaviness that comes with it. Just let go of it. It's not worth holding on to. Really not worth holding on to. And the lastly today is the book by Dr. Thema Bryant. Um, the homecoming. She is a really, really good, really, really good book. Really, really good book. Uh, she's a psychologist and a minister. Her book is about overcoming fear and trauma to reclaim your whole and authentic self. She has a podcast under the same title. Here's a section from her book, Homecoming. Chapter four, reparenting yourself. Many of us are disconnected from ourselves because there are some things that we didn't have growing up. Ways in which we were not fully nourished, affirmed, prepared or seen as children. As adults, we recognise that parents are imperfect people and that they did the best they could given their own capacity, wellness, mental health, knowledge and resources. In some cases, they may have grown since, this parented, since they parented us. But the season of our childhood is gone. Reparenting yourself means recognising that what you lost, what you were not given as a child and beginning to give those things to yourself now. 
You may feel sadness, anger, disappointment, confusion, frustration, and even shame about the ways in which your parent did not show up for you. You may experience despair because your mother, father, or other caretaker did not empower, validate, or affirm you. The reality is that we cannot physically go back in time, but we can have corrective, therapeutic, and transformative transformative experiences that allow us to heal and no longer live from the place of the wounded child. You can acknowledge today that some of what you carry was born of a childhood wounds. You may have the wounds of neglect and not being protected, nourished and nurtured. Your parents' abuse, absence they caused may have resulted from economic stress, addiction, unresolved wounds of their own, untreated mental illnesses or any other cases. Parental wounds Parental wounds can shape the way you see yourself, your expectations of others and the way you treat yourself and show up in places. The beautiful thing about the therapeutic process, spiritual process and even self-reflection is that we have the spiritual psychological capacity to shift, heal and transform by doing for ourselves what was not done for us. We can spend years being stuck, sad, mad about what we did not get. But if we just remain in that place, we will never fully manifest the fullness of who we can be. Instead, we'll be giving ourselves space to grieve and permission to be angry, disappointed or sad. We can also make the decision to give ourselves what we never had. As you reparent yourself, you facilitate the journey home. Yes, it would have been beautiful to have your physical and psychological psychological needs met by those who birthed or raised you. Receiving love from your parents provides an important foundation. But even if you did not have that gift, you can choose to give yourself a new foundation now. (laughs) I'm not even going to say it again, people. Buy the book. (laughs) It's such a lovely book to read. It's so helpful in the way that you view yourself and others. Um, definitely I encourage you to get this book this podcast as I said is not going to be perfect and it's all about imperfect journey and my journey has not been perfect and it's a part of life nobody is perfect on this earth and I just hope that you have the courage to step out of where you are right now or to celebrate where you are right now people don't forget to celebrate Celebrate the successes, no, bigger, no matter whether they're big or small. Celebrate them because you've come so far. And encourage yourself to take the steps that you need to. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening to today. And I really hope you enjoyed this. Um, so who am I? I am... Genevieve, who is intentionally doing the work to know herself and hoping to see and love the newly discovered Genevieve. What I learnt, what I'm unlearning, how I am disciplining myself and what I accept and what I choose to reject. Thank you for listening to the end. I really value your time. I am intentionally hoping you will join me next week. Until then... 
please listen to this again write down the points ask yourself these questions and i hope you can give me some feedback um, tell me how you feel about these podcasts episodes so far and if you have any questions please dm me on instagram or email me at intentionallyhoping at gmail.com don't forget to follow rate and share and comment don't forget you can catch me on instagram every monday with intentional mindset monday and you can follow me on instagram also every thursday for the word of the day um thank you for listening and take care guys bye